Welcome to the Vision Guide podcast series, where we teach you how to create, implement, and simply communicate your mission, vision, and passion through pictures. Hello, my name's David Stallard. I am the Vision Guy. Welcome to this episode number five of our Let's Get Visual podcast series. This episode is entitled Mission, Vision, Passion, which comes first. And I, and I chose the title for today's episode quite simply because it's, it, it's a very popular question. And I also love it because it gets right to the heart of the mission, vision and passion approach. It also enables us to discuss another really important aspect of the mission, vision, passion model too. Um, And I continue to get a lot of inquiries um, about this particular aspect as well. And that is namely that if I have just two or maybe one of the, the three elements or pillars, do I really need the rest? Do I need the others? And I'm going to start by answering or reviewing this second line of argument and then come back to the topic question. And you'll quickly see why and how this all goes together in just a few moments. In most cases, when we start a project, an organization, business or personal adventure, um, we probably have, um, let's say, one or two at best of the elements already worked out. That is to say, we either have mission, vision or passion or or a couple of them. And it's actually quite rare for all three to be present um, at that get-go point. But then over time, as we gain and we learn and we grow whatever activity we've, we've put our hearts on, we start to learn the other elements and they start to fill in. Most often we have a, a cause we want to follow. You know, in other words, we have a, a purpose or, or a mission to pursue. Or frequently we, we may have a particular passion or interest, uh, uh, an interest love, as I call it, that prompts us to do more with that, that passion. And we all know those people who have this element. They love talking about that activity, that passion. It's clear. You can really sense it and feel it. And then there are those who have a very clear idea of what the future of something looks like, but lack the drive or the reason to do anything about it. Their vision is clear. Their what, the direction, the goal is easy to see. But the why and the how is not. Now, whether you have one or two is is neither right or wrong. Um, It's enough of a reason to get started. And if you don't start, nothing will ever happen. That's right, we've all seen that. And the world will lose your ideas forever. And worse still, you may lose your love for life in the process if you don't get it underway. Now, if you're already familiar with the Vision Guy and our work, You'll probably have seen our success trifecta diagram, also known as the DNA Venn diagram model, which has the three overlapping mission, vision and passion circles. And where those three circles or elements come together and overlap is our so-called DNA sweet spot. It's kind of like what we're meant to be. You know, it's where it all comes together. It's that that center place, our, our spirit. The DNA in the model also stands for design, envision and align. On that picture, we've tried to illustrate what happens if you're missing one of those three key elements from the successful trifecta. For instance, if you've got a clear vision of what you want to achieve and a solid reason or purpose, that's a mission, but are lacking the passion needed for success, 
then the drive and the energy won't be there to bring it to, to fulfillment. And if you have a clear vision, lots of passion, but no ideas why you want to make something happen, then you have no mission. You won't feel any value in what you're attempting to do. Remember that famous phrase by Simon Sinek? People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And then if you have plenty of passion and every reason in the world, which is your mission, but no vision of what outcome you want to achieve, then you'll have no direction of where to go. This is what I like to call the Alice in Wonderland effect that you may have heard me talk about beforehand. That's where, and I paraphrase, where Alice in Wonderland meets the Cheshire Cat in the woods. And she asks for directions, and the cat advises her that if you don't know where you're going, any direction will be good enough. In short, mission, vision, and passion are all required. However, as we recognized earlier, none of us start with all three of those elements. What therefore becomes critical is that we work on that element that we don't yet have. And it's very hard to generalize about which of the success trifecta elements comes first. Um, maybe it's easy just to tell a little bit of the story that I know best, um, which is the Paradise Rescued winery story. Quite often when you look from outside of a project and you haven't lived the story, you haven't lived the history, um, then it's very easy to jump to, to conclusions about where it all might have happened and, and so on. Now, at the beginning, there was no name like Paradise Rescued. That's the name that has evolved as the elements were put together effectively. So in the beginning, it started with an absolutely clear crystal mission about sustaining the rural heritage of the village. And why did that happen? Quite simply was because in this, what is now a vineyard effectively, it was a vineyard at the start, but if you stand in that vineyard, you look to one side, you look due to the west, there is a 12th century church. If you look up to the left, to the east side, there is the the rest of the village. And as I think of this behind me to the, the north side of it was our property. And it became very quick to see that that was the reason why we're going to do that project. The project was effectively about sustaining that village and putting an end to the overdevelopment and the pace of the overdevelopment, which threatened to swallow up the whole village. So the reason or the mission for getting started was absolutely clear. Exactly where we wanted to take it and exactly how we were going to do it was by no means clear at that stage. But I remember as we started to think about it and started to, to talk with other people about it, I remember sitting down with a lady by the name of Sue Gregory. And we sat down over numerous, around numerous cafe tables, uh, usually ones that had white paper on them, so somehow we could just draw over it and borrow the paper when we left. Really doesn't work very well if they have linen tablecloths. That gets a bit uh, upsetting for the, the owners. But we put those pictures of what the vision was going to look like in the first step of it. And I remember absolutely clear as to the day, Sue turning around to me as I described this project and she said, you sound to me like you live in this little piece of paradise. And I said, yes, that's, that's it. It's, it's paradise. And she said, and what you're trying to do is rescue it. I said, correct. So what's going to happen, therefore, is paradise will be rescued. 
Ba-ba. It's as simple as that, how the name came about. And those thoughts that were on that paper then went in to create the vision that is now Paradise Rescue in Bordeaux, southwest France. And incidentally, we're just about to release the, the second or third iteration of that vision, which is called Vision 2030. And the passion to take those ideas, the mission, the vision, and to bring it into reality, that's what has led and caused the passion from which we now operate that puts into place all of the amazing things we do in organic viticulture, all of the high level of standards that we require, and the excellence that goes into the wine that we make. I have a similar story about uh, a good friend of mine who's been working in, in business, uh, around business in many different formats for, for a long period of time. And whenever we're together, the, the conversation frequently goes back to, you know, some of the history, a little bit of what we did, but what we could do and where we see masses of opportunities out there um, for people, for business uh, and so on. And he has a real passion for that activity and to talk about it and to articulate it. And working with him, I've been trying to, if you say, like to encourage him to actually find the vehicle to take all of that energy and to put it to, to great use. And we had that conversation this morning and bingo, the, the lights have, have started to come on. And because he's finally worked out how he can take all that passion and how he will be able to make a difference to other people and to other people's businesses and lives in general. And that's how it works. It starts with one or other of those elements from which you develop. And now that that person has got the passion sorted, and it's already there, it's never going to go away, and has managed to articulate and work out how to use that and create a mission, he's underway. And the next step will be to work out a bit more where the vision is and where he wants to take it. But it's got him into motion. And that's the key to the model. So whichever one or two you have is sufficient to get you started. But ultimately, your success, personal, organizational, or business, will be constrained until you can find and clearly articulate. And I would also say, draw them down as a picture then you'll have found that sweet spot, the DNA, that will enable you to take it to the highest level. Now, in this new age of, of employment and, and choice of where we, we choose to put our time, uh, talented people are becoming increasingly selective about where they work and to which causes they want to, to give their time. And a part of this now sort of so-called global great resignation stems from, from the factors we've, we've talked about. People are now looking for organizations or companies where they feel happier, happy and doing something of value. And that value, of course, is, is beyond the normal concepts of just making a dollar for themselves and a big dollar for their company. So money and a job are no longer the be-all and end-all a job now needs to offer real meaning and the ability to make a contribution. For organizations, this translates into a clear message and alignment with their people. It's what I call an emotional alignment. 
the motivation engagement of those people working as part of an organization will come from that organization's mission, vision, and passion. And more importantly, its ability to consistently achieve that alignment through its communication. And this, of course, is something that's becoming increasingly difficult in the emerging sort of, you know, hybrid home office, wherever work environment. But first, it comes down to knowing what your mission, vision and passion is. And that's why we call it the success trifecta. One of the business or organizational models that I probably admire the most is one of about, maybe not surprisingly, I have a slight bias here, I agree, um, of private multi-generational businesses. Um, And I see that, call them family businesses, if you like, where the Basically, the leadership um, and the reason for success is passed down from one generation to to another. And the reason for the continued success of that organization is more frequently driven by different factors than a public company or organization. So there's a good reason for the company to be there. It has a consistent mission. It has a vision that is driven by longer term, uh, let's call the word ambitions rather than short term, which are governed more by stock market prices and quarterly reporting. And at the same time, then you can ride out the swings and the cycles of businesses. And you can also find a huge amount of value in the, the work, the learning and the well-being of the people that work as part of that organization. And that clearly creates a much better atmosphere and a much better environment within which you can innovate, develop, and really consistently work towards some solid long-term ambitions and creativity. We will all also be well aware of those um, times where companies have been founded, as they continually are, and as they start to grow, then quite often they get to a point where they're either too large or the the founder has come to the end of their normal tenure and, and moved on to do something else. And suddenly at that point where there is a change in leadership, it, it seems to all go off track. Now, that doesn't happen all the time, but there are a number of great cases out there where the handover from a founder or a founding group of people to another group of people doesn't go as well to plan. And that's simply because the those three elements, the mission, uh, the vision and the passion are just not there to that same extent and they don't communicate as well because it becomes part of a job for a new leader to continue to maintain that level of communication. Whereas for someone like a founder, it's very natural to share it. And quite often those founders can be found literally, for want of a better word, you know, on, on factory floors. They're right in the deep of it because the business model quite often was created by them and their level of understanding and the detail with that is quite strong. And in keeping with the the theme about this podcast series, I strongly encourage you to get visual. Let's get visual. So when you understand those elements, let's say you're starting with one of those elements, do your very best to get it down as a picture. 
Do it as a drawing first, as a diagram, whatever it takes, but get it down as a picture and put it somewhere where you look at it every day. And again, the best example I can give you is is from Paradise Rescued. We don't actually have a picture. We have a phrase, but whenever you walk out of the gates of the property and you walk 10 metres and you look across that vineyard and you see that church on the hill from the 12th century, you've got it in one. And whenever we have any visitors, whenever we have anybody who starts to come to work with us as a partner or a contractor for a period of time, that's the first thing that we show them, is to go and show them why we do what we do. And when you show them the picture of the church and you show them the community and the vineyard that sits between between the two, the mission is totally and very visually clear in an instant. So let's see if I can summarise those 16 or so uh, minutes in, in, in a couple of lines. Um, effectively, all three of the elements are required for you to achieve your sweet spot. That's the, the DNA in the middle of the three circles. But if you have any one of those three elements, use it. Get started now. Then work to build on that second element and the third will follow. And of course, at every step, make it, make it visual. This has been episode five of the Let's Get Visual podcast series. My name is David Stannard. I am the Vision Guy. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Thank you for joining us today.